Just imagine with me. Our God, in the very beginning, in creation, wanting to give birth to all of creation. The love, the passion, the compassion of Father God that desires to bring such blessings. And in that plan, He created man and He fashioned women so that women could give birth generation after generation of God's plans through us. Today is not only a day that we celebrate you ladies, moms, but it's a day that we celebrate God's plan through you to bring into fruition all that God has promised you and the receptivity of the seed allowed that plan to to germinate, to literally begin to grow inside you. A picture of a womb that encompassed and protected and fed. And then even in pain, you gave birth. You gave birth of something so special. And that is an individual, a son or a daughter, that is called of God to do great things in the kingdom of God. That's what I celebrate. My earthly mothers have gone to be with the Lord. But this morning, because both of them are on the East Coast, and another one here in the West Coast. I called the two on the East Coast, wishing them a happy spiritual mom's day. Because I recognize the anointing and the call of women. Ladies, I want to give you gifts today. First of all, the message that I'm gonna give to you was a message that again, I'm the type of person that my dreams, I really don't remember a lot of them. I'll I'll go to sleep. I'll sleep soundly because I work hard, play hard, and I sleep hard. But the last six to seven to eight weeks now, God's been giving me dreams and I've been seeing that. And And when he brought me to that room, and in that room, it looked like a bunch of baby carriages of newborns but it was God's plans of every individual on the face of this earth of his call on their life and her call on her life. You, ladies, are that fashioned, and when I say this, please forgive me if this sounds a little bit like coming from a man, but you were, you were fashioned as a tool of God to promote that plan by giving birth to it. For all you women that do not have your own children, God's plan is for you to be that spiritual mom, to birth new things into people's lives. And so I'm going to give you a message to give you an understanding that wherever you have been, what troubles you have had in the past, whatever took place in bearing children or not bearing children, God has set apart and he's given you a covenant of this rebirth and this birth. Another gift is at the conclusion of the service, we are going to sing from this platform, the fine arts department, a blessing over you that you will be able to walk out of these these, uh, doors understanding that there is a new anointing, a new anointing that will just fall all over you. Because why? Because that's God's plan. Third of all, we will have a gift, physical gift for you as you leave. 
a small, beautiful token to say, we love you. And every woman, I want you to take one. Why? Because you have been fashioned to literally allow God to use you to bring birth to so many things, to care, to love, to nurture, to feed. It's so amazing. And then last but not least, <clears throat> it's just how God really worked and, and talked to me about this, is next week, Dr. Mila will be ministering to us on Sunday morning. And amen, amen. And she has such a unique word for you that I want to tell you, you need to bring all your friends because there is something unique she'll bring to you. She shared some of it with me. And it's amazing. She's writing down in her journaling what God's given me in a dream. The prophetic voice that is there. The prophetic gift that is there. And so... Come early, stay after, and bask in what God is doing, the giftedness. Of course, next week is for, for all of us. My message is for everybody. But ladies, I want you to really, this whole week, remember this is a month of breakthrough. You listened to the voice of God, and last week you gave double of what is normally given in tithe and offering last week. Breakthrough in your finances. This is a giving birth to finances day to day, Mother's Day. And I encourage you, and, and, and you know me, I've been back uh, over 16 years now, and you know me, I rarely do this. Even though the council tells me I should do it more. But I rarely do this because I believe you hear the voice of God and you walk in kingdom principles of giving. But I'm telling you, if you have not allowed yourself to take an authority in your giving, returning your tithe, but giving above and beyond that first fruit, today is a day you can give birth to it. And I promise you, because I already got a testimony of someone who's been waiting for something for 12 years. He gave last week. I brought the check in. He gave it to me to bring in over and above. And this week, I got a call from him. And what took place is what he was waiting for in his investment came through. And he received $500,000 cash to go right straight into his account. And I'm telling you, that's the breakthrough that God's doing. Some of you have literally gone through. You've wanted to give birth to this invention and to give birth to your finances and your children and your children's children. I'm telling you, it's from giving. It's from over above giving. And when you do it, I'll tell you what, it's a done deal. So today, whatever difficulty you have, whatever difficulty you've brought in in your heart, I'm going to rekindle fire in your heart so that you can see God manifest the dreams and the vision that he's given you. And today is new birth. And God is bringing this to us. We will go back and see the covenant today that God made with moms and will literally give birth not only to financial freedom, It'll give breakthrough in areas of your children and your children's children. Your desires of your heart for them to attend church, for them to serve the Lord, for them to walk in kingdom principles. Breakthrough is happening today and you're gonna see God's promise. No matter where you've come from, God has a promise for you. Amen? Amen. Well, go ahead and do this. High five someone before you're seated. Well, turn your Bibles to Ezekiel 36. Those are those pages that are still white in your Bible. 
And if you've got your tablet, you're cheating because you could just click on it and it'll be there. You know where it's at. But I want to say to you in the beginning, I, I just want to just go over some things with you, is that you must understand that God is consistent in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. There is no discrepancy. There are times in the Bible you will find where words are described a little bit different uh, because of the day, but God's word proves itself. God was true to Israel, even though in many instances in the stories in the Old Testament, Israel wasn't true to God. And it really is all about if we would just put faith in him. God has made a covenant with all the moms in the world. Women, your home is just as important as anybody else's home. The world is trying to re-identify you, who you are, what your home is about, the importance of the home. And I'll say it again. It takes spiritual men and women to help families to produce the fullness of what God has called you to. But it doesn't take a village. It takes a home to produce the kingdom of God in your life. Mothers, grandmothers, and all ladies, if Scripture contradicts itself, then Scripture cannot be true. And Scripture does not contradict itself, even though you can Google, does the Bible contradict itself? And they'll give you some of the things they believe, but they don't get into the Greek and Hebrew and really recognize the truth of what the Word of God is saying. So here's my premise today. And I want you to really listen to what I'm about to say because This is the focus of what I'm going to bring to you. Today's message is a little bit different than I normally do. But I can tell you it's straight from the throne room of God. So if God's promises to Abraham through Isaac are trustworthy, which is what the church talks about all the time, let me ask you this question. What about the promise given to Abraham for Ishmael? How about the promises to Hagar through Ishmael? You know the story that Abraham's wife, Sarai, was not bearing children, so they decided to have a better idea. Should not all of these be a part of the Abrahamic blessing? Because Abraham was included with Sarah and Hagar. In relating this and these stories to all of us today, let me say to you, God still hears Ishmael. And for those that know um, doctrinal truths, those that know history, uh, it's, it's a taking you back a little bit. Because when you hear of Ishmael, you're, you're hearing of uh, Muhammad and all the different things. But let me talk to you about that, and let me give you a real truth about that. In Ezekiel 36, 23, it begins to tell us that God still hears Ishmael. When God makes a covenant, God will hear because God does not go back against his covenants with you. And ladies, I'm speaking to you today. Verse 23 of Ezekiel 36 says, The nations shall know that I am the Lord when I am hallowed in you, Israel, before their eyes. Verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, what we walk in today. Verse 36, then the nations which are left all around you shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted 
what was desolate, I, the Lord, have spoken, and it will do it, and I will do it. So what I'm saying is that when God proclaimed a covenant with Abraham and Hagar and Ishmael, God said, if you will call upon me and come to me as Israel hallows me and you hallow me, I will make sure my covenant comes to pass. So at the time of these writings, the nations all around are the Arab nations. Pastor, what's that got to do with motherhood? Stick with me. You're going to see it. Today, these nations are called Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and to the west, Egypt. In Isaiah 19, there is a prophetic restoration in this region. In verse 23, it says, In that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria and the Assyrian wall come into Egypt and the Egyptian into Assyria and the Egyptians will serve with the Assyrians. Verse 24. In that day, Israel will be one of three with Egypt and Assyria. A blessing in the midst of the land whom the Lord of hosts shall bless saying, blessed is Egypt my people and Assyria the work of my hands and Israel, my inheritance. So wherever you have come from, ladies, whatever situation that took place in your past, in your family, your family history, I want you to understand God is listening for your voice to come and to receive the fullness of the covenant he made you for you as a mom. Now, just let me give you something else going to, like, flip you out a little bit. little history. Muhammad lived 600, 600 A.D., 2,400 years after Ishmael and Hagar. After Islam was formed, Ishmael and Hagar were looked down upon by the Jewish and Christian people. Okay, look down upon. Now, I get this, Muhammad. I get this, Muslim. I get all of that, you know, the Christianity, doctrine, beliefs, all that. Stick with me, because I'm going to show you exactly what God is bringing in Scripture that will be a pure blessing for you, and that's why at the end, we're going to sing a blessing over motherhood today. I am not talking about the Muslim beliefs, though. I am talking about God's promise to Hagar through Ishmael. God does not go back on his covenants. But if you go back on the covenant, the covenant cannot manifest in your life. So what does the Bible tell us about Ishmael? Turn to Genesis or click on Genesis chapter 16. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid, perhaps. Let me just pause there for a second. The Lord is speaking to a couple people right now. God is really moving at Valley. See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. How are we seeing God's plans work out for our families? Have we given up? Have we decided another plan? Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai, then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went in to Hagar, and she conceived. When she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. 
It's your fault, Abram. I gave my maid into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from Sarai's presence. Now, verse 7, it talks about the God-man angel. All right? He is all through the Bible and the Old Testament. Now, let me just tell you what the the angel, the God-man is. Sometimes he appears and he has no name. Sometimes he appears as an angel. Sometimes he appears in the flesh. But in Scripture, he is acknowledged as God and is worshipped throughout the Old Testament. Today, we know that it was Jesus that came. So this verse is the first time he declared, he was declared as the angel of the Lord. Jesus is coming to Hagar and he finds, after this story, and he finds her by a spring of water in the wilderness. This is God, Jesus. Verse 7, now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? Where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. Now, the same promise is given to Abraham in verse 10. All right? And the angel said to her, verse 11, and the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. Ishmael means God hears. What affliction has gone on that has created, as we've talked about in the last series, your mess. But God's miracle is about to break through because we not only are givers, but we understand these principles that we're going to learn from the story that God set it apart for you and for me to break through of the difficulties that's been going on in your families. And the curse that is there will be removed and breakthrough will take place because you are hearing God and the truth of what God has really said. So let's go on. So mothers, when you're in the lowest time, God hears you. That's his promise. Hagar became aware that God really hears her. And so she went back. Mothers, you're praying for your family. Sometimes it doesn't look like God's really hearing you with what's happening now in your family. And I want to tell you, his ear is right next to your voice listening. But you have to recognize it. And through the story of covenant blessing, covenant giving, we're going to see how we can break through and the things that the enemy has tried to hold back from God's covenant blessing will now be released in your home and in your family's home for generation after generation because God hears you. So let me give you the first point. First thing I want you to know, you must come to a place in every situation believing that God hears you. God has made a covenant with you, moms. Verse 12, he shall be a wild man, speaking of Ishmael, his hand shall be against every man and every man's hand against him. 
and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees. She recognized he hears by the conversation, and then now says, You are the God who sees. Have I also here seen him who sees me? See, knowing this truth that God sees, listen very closely. You also, you see him. And because you see him, you now become a worshiper. Instead of someone who is running away and weeping, hey, we all cry. It's all real. It's all right. Because God gave us emotions. Jesus wept. But instead of running away and thinking that it'll never work, and why is my home, my family going through this, you now, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of the difficulty, you will be like Hagar, and you will become a worshiper of Yeshua. His name is Jesus. Are you with me, moms? Okay. Well, there's more, and it gets gooder. Here's a second. In the midst of your affliction, become a worshiper. Watch the things that you say and the things that you sing. When I say the things that you sing, it's a constant speaking of the negative of what's going on. I'm not talking about putting your head in the sand. We have things we have to face and we have to handle, choices we need to make. But you become a worshiper. You proclaim the answer and his name is Jesus Christ. You proclaim who he is. Not how bad the situation is, but how great your God is. Hmm, we sang that song today. How great our God is. So, Sarai, which means contentious woman, her name was changed to Sarah because she heard and she saw also and became a worshiper, which means beautiful princess. Some of you named Sarah. You're a beautiful princess. Inside and out. And, and she became an example of the beauty of a godly heart and how you respond to situations and and people. This happened when instead of focusing on the affliction, you focus on that God hears you, God sees you, and that knowledge produces a heart of worship. And so she, Hagar, acknowledged Jesus who we know as the Christ, as God. Verse 15. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Now drop to Genesis 17, verse 1. Abraham at this time now is 99 years old and Ishmael is 13 years old. God makes a covenant with Abraham. And he changes his name to, to, from Abram to Abraham and again Sarai to Sarah, verse 16. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations Kings of people shall be from her. And, you, and Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Going back to the covenant that was made 13 years before. Verse 19. Then God said, No, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son. You shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his descendants after all. So both of them were given a covenant. Verse, verse 20 says, he shall beget 12 princesses, and in Genesis 25, write this in your notes, 
Genesis 25 and 1 Chronicles chapter 1, it speaks of the 12 princes. And I will make him a great nation. So we see the same thing that was spoken to Isaac and to Ishmael. Notice very closely, no nation or people can be great in heaven's eyes unless there is a turning to Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. Now, we're, we're talking about two different types of faith here out of two different people. So, mothers, here's a third point I want to give to you, and I'll spend a little bit more time with this. The answer for your children and your home is a transformational turning to Jesus. Nothing else. It's a transformational turn to Jesus. Okay, know he hears you in spite of affliction. Know that God hears you in spite of the enemy's deception. Know he sees you and is watching over his covenant. People are always praying, God, watch over me. I want God to watch his covenant over me. With you and your family. So see him as the God of everything in your life. This now produces a worship that will defeat a demonic influence of negativity and doubt and fear. It will destroy the work of the enemy because that, what we're talking about, is the power of the cross, is the power of the resurrection, that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead resides in you. But it has to come out with worship out of your own mouth and your own belief of moving into that and coming against demonic influence that says your family's under a curse, that says all these different things that we say. Even though Scripture talks about a curse, you have the authority of giving rebirth to the home and the family if you will take a hold of the power and authority, ladies, that you have been given by God, all moms, every one of you. And we have to get to a place in our life, all of us, of recognizing what God says is true. Now, Jesus is why you do everything in motherhood and womanhood. It's because of Jesus. The destiny of the Ishmaelites is in Jesus. Not in Muhammad. Did you know, because God said it, and God's word is true, there are more Arabic Christians than there are Arabic Muslims in our world? You don't hear that, but there is proof. Even though Islam says Hagar, for those who went to Israel with me, Hagar and Ishmael are buried in their holy place, I'm not sure of that. Actually, I don't believe that. Because God would not covenant with a woman who turned to Jesus and called him God and put her in a place where God pushes away. God's covenant will overwhelm you when Jesus is your culture. When I walked around that holy place, I couldn't hold hands. I'm just habit holding hands with my wife when we're places. You couldn't hold hands. You couldn't hug. You couldn't do anything. All right? But I walked around, and I did a Jericho march around the one specific area. And I said, in Jesus' name, you will be glorified by these people. Genesis 17, 21 says, but my covenant I will establish with Isaac 
whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. That day Abraham was circumcised as was Ishmael. Jacob had 12 sons, Ishmael has 12 sons. And Genesis 28 tells us Ishmael was not rejected by Abraham. What did God say to Abraham? I want you to reject the peoples that don't serve me. Ishmael was not rejected by Abraham. So what does that mean? That Ishmael served God. I know I'm blowing you away of all the lies that have been brought out for decades. Genesis 21, verse 8 says this. So the child grew, moms, so the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of, bond, of the, this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. Remember, two covenants. This is repeated in Galatians chapter 4. Now, what upsets me is my peers, ministers today, say these things. You don't want an Ishmael born of the flesh. You want an Isaac born of the spirit. Was Ishmael born of the flesh? Absolutely. But the reality is, I'm going to tell you, the history is show, and one day when we all go to heaven, we're going to see Ishmael worshiping our God. In Galatians chapter 4, Paul is making an allegory, a story or poem or picture to reveal a hidden meaning. He contrasts Hagar and Sarah, the situation that happened. How many of you have had things that were spiritual and of the flesh in your families? He contrasts Ishmael and Isaac. He contrasts bondage with freedom, born of the flesh or born of divine promise. Here's Paul's point what he does. He is saying, those who want to be under righteousness, those who want to be set free from bondage, set free from family curses, flesh is likened. Flesh is likened. Mothers, whatever has happened in your past, whatever is happening today, your future and your family's future is based on three things that I've shown you. And I want you to recognize, as, as the worship team comes, comes up, and we're going to conclude with a song, and then I'm going to pray over you. No, God hears you, and the plans of heaven will take you through your affliction. I'm going to say it again. No, God hears you, and the plans of heaven will take you through your affliction. No, God sees you. How many of you ladies? I know you have, because I talk to a lot of ladies in counseling. Is God really, you ask the question, is God really seeing what's happening here? Our prayers are filled with, God, do you see what's going on? I've been praying, I've been doing this, I've been doing, and you're asking God, I want to tell you, God hears you and God sees. No, God sees you in the plans he has for you. So you must see in spite of the mess, the stuff, that plan, and be steadfast with the plan and worship. Worship. Here's the third. Know Jesus and see Jesus and walk in his ways. Walk in his ways. But pastor, I don't know all God's ways. I don't either. But know the ways you know, walk in them. And if you don't know, go find a spiritual mom who can encourage you and pray over you and minister to you and love you 
and feed you homemade tamales. I had to put that in there. Why is that? Because there's a covenant that God had cut with you. I know, because I know a lot of you really well, and I know some of you, you have children that have gone astray. Grandchildren gone astray. I'm telling you, God hears, God sees, and you need to hear, see, and know God's ways. And when you do so, here it is, a breakthrough. Like what, what is happening financially in so many people, even outside. I got a guy that I've been working with for five years. He's not part of our church. He's part of another church, miles away. But I became a friend with him on the golf course. I wasn't with any of the people from the church. It's with this guy, so I, I've been friends with him, calling him, talking with him, meeting with him for lunch once in a while. Been praying with him and teaching him and equipping him, being a spiritual father to him. I'm not his pastor. I'm a spiritual father to him. And he's had an, a thing that he put together. Actually, God gave it to him. He knew that. He put it together. And last week, here, last week, after we talked about this financial breakthrough, last week it broke through and he just made $5 million. He's 31 years old. loves Jesus with all his heart. He probably loves Jesus more now, but you know, <laughs> I joked with him. I said, now that you've got all that, what are you going to do with it? And he told me, kingdom. Kingdom. Amen. See, if you do this, then you will become everything God has made you to be. Because he fashioned you, ladies be that mom, that spiritual mom. His covenant will prevail even if others don't see it or are against you. So right now, we're going to proclaim a blessing over you. And I'm going to ask that you just stay seated. But ladies, I want you to just really close your eyes and receive the blessing, and then I will conclude of all of us standing and we will pray over you. Bless you. We do celebrate all of you moms today. And um, with this song, I'd like to read a scripture. Actually, before we get to that, in celebration today, we just want to make mention to you that we have this backdrop up, up here after service. You are more than welcome to come up here and take pictures with your family. Uh, feel free to do that. Um, and uh, hopefully it'll be a, a good memory for all of you and your family. So um, I love the scripture in Second in, in First Peter where it says uh, that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, his own special people, called to give the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so with, with that, let me read this scripture to you today. And it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. We're going to sing this song today and as a chosen generation, as a royal priesthood, his own special people, can we sing this together today? Happy Mother's Day.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we honor our moms. We honor our ladies today that the preciousness of the relationship you have with them, the power of the covenant that you have cut with them, in Jesus' name, I proclaim a blessing over every home that is represented here. Transitional faith, it will move, it will grow, it will accomplish what it was sent to do. And God, your word is yea and amen that generations after generations of our homes, Lord, will serve you and walk in that way. And because we walk in that way, we will walk in kingdom covenant blessings. Break through now in our families. Break through now in our finances. Break through in every area and bring honor back in the United States of America for moms and dads. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing day celebrating moms.